Welcome everyone. Um, I guess we're ready to meet the um, the lady of the hour, um, Abba Kato Anda. Um, you know, Abba celebrated a birthday recently. She launched her book this week. Um, <laughs> and she's doing this virtual launch on World Mental Health Day. I mean, isn't she amazing? Um, you know, you have comments about ABBA, drop it in the chat room. Let's see what you got to say about this wonderful woman. And so um, without much further ado, I am going to bring ABBA into the, um, into the chat room. I'm going to add her to the stream. Um, here we go. Hey, Abba. Hi. <laughs> you look beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I feel beautiful. I feel very loved. But I tell you, I was apprehensive as to what my son Archie would say, not knowing daddy was the one who did the roasting. Man. <laughs> I know. I but daddy... about those comments. The Radio Ghana one. Man. <laughs> Well, Daddy's words were special, though. He is so proud of you, Abba. That, that is amazing. And your father is a very well-accomplished man. So for him to say such powerful words about you, I mean, you have arrived. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm very blessed. I'm very blessed. And thank you for everything you've done for me. I can't even say, I, 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 should, I should interview you on your own show and tell everyone what you've done for me. Oh my goodness, that is all about you. Look at your beautiful self. I mean, you are looking fabulous. Thank hey, you. I know you guys know who Abba is. She's a psychotherapist and a mental health advocate, and she seeks to reassure her readers about the importance of faith and resilience. And so she chose this opportunity to, um, to make sure that her audience hears her words and that people are also encouraged and she doesn't want us to give up, especially during these trying times. And so I guess that brings me to my first question, Abba. Um, why did you launch the book on World Mental Health Day? Right. So, I mean, the book is about hope. I am about hope. And as a, as a you know, psychotherapist, as somebody who, who works you know, in the field of mental health, you know, there's a number of symptoms that are associated with poor mental health and with depression. Uh, one of those symptoms is a feeling of hopelessness. And so, you know, what better way uh, to, to try and work to help people on their mental health, but to bring a book that will inspire hope. And as Annette said, raise the level, you know, elevate them to level of hope. And by doing so, hopefully we can get them to a place of mental wellness and strength. Um, our goal in life is to be our best selves and to achieve what we're created to do. And, and I think this book is just another piece in what I believe I was, you know, meant to do in this world. Wow. I love the phrase mental wellness. Isn't that what we all seek? Thank you. Thank you so much for those words. Now, what is a hope monger? I believe hope mongering can get us to that final destination of mental wellness, right? Yes. So I, I hope manga, honestly, simply is a manga is a seller, right? And, and so what I'm doing is I'm selling you on hope. And, and I think the, um, the essay that my son read, um, the West is over. There's a, there's a phrase that I said sometimes, you know, oftentimes it's hope itself that gets us over the hill or, 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 or through that valley we are walking through. 
A hope manga is a seller of hope. And there's hope in everything. There's never a situation where we cannot hope. Even when, you know, it may feel like we failed in what we thought our mission was, there's always a lesson to be learned. There's always wisdom that we gain. There's always strength that we achieved. And, and, and so in there is that hope as well. Hope is something we should never live without. And uh, I truly believe it. And, and this is what I'm bringing to the world. That's amazing. So um, we would say that you're a hope dealer. A hope dealer, a hope monger. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of you dole out hope to everyone. That, 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 Can I get... That's what it is. That's what it is. Doling out I... hope. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get my share of hope right now? There you go. Here. <laughs> Ooh, I receive it in Jesus' name. Come on, viewers. You can get your share of hope by going on Amazon, going to Boutique Ghana, Book Nook. They are all online. You can order your book and get your share of hope. Now, this is, um, I know you told us that you want to give out hope to um, your readers, but um, I believe that this is an eight-year process, right? So why did you write the book? Other than um, giving, giving a message of hope, why did you write the book? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, in, 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 many, in, in, some aspects, in some aspects of my life, I'm a late bloomer. You know, I feel like there's areas of my life where, you know, they say when life hands you lemons, you make lemonade. And I feel like there's aspects of my life where I feel like I made, you know, lemonade. I did it well, you know, and I, and I was in a great job and, and making a lot of money, making a good income. But I knew there was something else I was supposed to do. And, and I think that one thing that's important for all of us in life is, is a, a phrase I actually gained, um, learned maybe about 25 years ago when I did my MBA. It's understanding what an organization's core competence is. I think as human beings, each of us has a core competence. What is that thing we do well? You know, and 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 for me, I'll tell you what I believe my core competence is. And I, I remember when I first, you know, uh, opened up my, my counseling practice and I was putting together my bio and I said, huh, okay, so I I I was I taught in a community college and then I worked in a pharmaceutical company. For 11 years and now i'm a therapist okay and before even then my my bachelor's degree was in biochemistry so go figure what is the link here and i realized that for me the link has always been number one i love people and number two um one thing i believe i'm called to do is to share information with people that will make their lives better and so as a teacher with my students that's what i did as a pharmaceutical drug rep, that, that's what I focused on every day. When I'm talking to my physicians, what information can I share with them to make them better healers? And as a therapist, that's what it's actually a part of me with my siblings, with my, you know, with, with, uh, with my, my, my extended family. You know, this is who I am. And so writing a book to share it with the world was a natural, you know, step. It, it was an eight year process. It took a long time because I'd start and stop and, and so on. Um, but I'm happy that it was done. I'm happy that it's here. You know, I am thrilled and I, I feel blessed that we got introduced um, because one thing that I have noticed about you is that you are a good listener. You are very knowledgeable, yet you listen. And so I believe that that's one of your, um, one of your best attributes. It is, and you know, it's interesting listening is actually a, a, a trait that will help us heal the world. You know, um, 
people just want to be validated, want to be heard. And sometimes you don't even have to offer them a solution. Just listen. Let them know you've heard them. Let them know you see them. Let them know, you know, that they matter. It makes a difference for sure. So thank you for saying that. That, that means a lot to me. Oh yeah. Oh, well, you're welcome. I, I, I can only tell the truth. And yes, thank you for letting people feel that they matter because we want to be seen. You know, we, yes. we don't just want to be a statistic. We want to be seen and we want to be heard. And that brings me to the next question. You know, I, um, I'm a writer myself and I have a process and I'm curious. Um, can you tell me about your writing process? So, um, Margie, you know, it's interesting. I like to write all my life. I like to write for me, writing was therapeutic, you know, I, I, I journal, but also I would write stories as my form of journaling. I never saw myself in a writer. So I know when I first got to know there's this dynamic woman on Facebook called Margie Marge, I'd look her up and you're involved in this writer's group and that I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's what real writers do. And I didn't do any of that, you know? Um, so my process, I, I don't know if anybody wants it, but I think the truth is it starts with spending some time with yourself. Anyway, for me anyway, to decide what it is you want to bring to the world, what story it is you want to tell, because for sure, everybody has a story. Everybody has something, you know, in their story that can help the world. Someone will connect to the Bible says this, there's nothing new under the sun. And so when you share your story, somebody connects with it and it helps them. And so my process was just right. I, I, my publisher, Nana Redamwa of the Public Publishing, who I want to give a shout out to, he's been very patient with me. Um, I remember one day he actually inspired me and, and, and sent me a message on Facebook and said, hey, you should be writing. So I said, okay, well, how do you write? And he goes, just write. And so I would go through things and, um, you know, uh, when I would begin to, that I would spend some time thinking about it and then begin to just jot down points. Okay, what is for me the main point? And I think for me as well, I had a flow, right? That'd be the situation, the challenge, and what I learned from it. Um, beyond that, there were many times when I probably didn't do it the way it should have been done, which is why it took so long. But I think when I was productive is when I had an accountability partner, is when I had a flow and a structure of what I wanted to write. And it's where I would say, okay, every day, this is the amount of time I'm, I'm setting aside to do writing. And I think, you know, I, I thought about this project, actually it's right, years ago, but in the past year, when I began to actually sit down and use discipline, um, then I began to see results for sure, yeah. Well, um, fabulous results. Congratulations, Miss Arthur. Thank you. And I, and I think another thing I want to say is I, I, I became encouraged. It's okay to start small. You know, I would write little things on Facebook and it would resonate with people. And then I'd write more and it would resonate. And then I'm like, oh, okay, so this thing just might work. And so uh, even though I say it took me eight years, I think it was eight years of practice, you know, um, um, what's this, this guy's name? The guy who wrote the book, um, Outliers. What's the guy's name? His, Malcolm, what's his name? I forget it, it's, it escapes me. But he says something, Malcolm Blackwell. He says something, he says, to be proficient on anything, spend a thousand hours doing it. And, and so I guess it, my eight years were not wasted. I would post a lot on Facebook. I would, you know, put my stories out there and in that process, my writing got better and better till the product you see here today. 
Well, wonderful. It was it was worth it. It was, you know, and those Facebook posts with the comments and because I have read your book. It is amazing. You pour your heart out. And um, I am so proud of you. And it's, it's you. an honor to be sitting here talking to this fabulous, beautiful woman. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. And so, you know what? When I saw your book, something stood out to me, the cover. What what was your inspiration for the cover? What is that bowl that's mm -hmm. on there? Right. So I, I, you know, I think anybody who buys the book, I want you to be inspired even by the cover. You know, uh, what they say, don't judge a book by its cover. I think in my case, in the in, in the case of Reflections of a Hope Manga, judge the book by its cover. And so the bowl is what you call a kintsuki bowl. Kintsuki is a, 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 a an ancient Japanese art form where you have a broken piece of pottery and ra rather than discard the, the the piece of pottery what they do is they take a powder and mix it with actual gold or silver and then they use whatever that paste or whatever they make to fill in the cracks so the whole point is not to hide the cracks to make it seem like it's a perfect bowl but the aim is to actually showcase the beauty in mm. that brokenness and, 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 and if there's one point I want to bring out in this book to give people hope is that mistakes, brokenness does not stop you from being beautiful, amazing, a masterpiece. It doesn't stop you from being a work of art uh, because actually it is sometimes in those pitfalls in our lives that we come out better and stronger um, and, and beautiful and able to impact the world. So, yeah. Well, where that's from. That's amazing. Impact in the world is, is key. And to come out stronger, better, you know, we all go through pitfalls in life. It's not always honky dory. There are days that you might feel down with, you know, especially these days, um, you know, people are sick, we're losing jobs, all the racial inequities. There is so much going on. And so we all need hope. Yes. And so that also brings me to the next question. It's like the way you answer your questions, you make, you, you just make it easier for the follow up to just, you know, everything is flowing. And, and actually, can I just say one thing? Because I think uh -huh. that's important. And then we'll go to the, your, your next question is that the, the other message I want to give by the broken bowl that's been filled with gold is that you know we need to strip ourselves of that notion and that need to be and appear perfect we will not be perfect until the day we go back to jesus in heaven you know perfectionism itself is a disease it stops people from you know even making a move in life you know perfectionism keeps people condemning themselves and going through these cycles and their self-tape in their head where they are constantly condemning themselves please let's strip ourselves of this need to be and appear perfect Let's have a spirit of excellence. Let's apply excellence in everything that we do, but it's okay, you know, to not be perfect. It's okay to make a mistake. It's okay. Just get wisdom and be better next time. So that was just my message. And then please go on to your next question. <laughs> that was powerful. Perfection doesn't work, guys. Um, I can tell that from experience. Uh, you got to strive for excellence, but we all make mistakes. Um, mm -hmm. You can't, I mean, you would try dotting all your I's and crossing your T's, but hey, sometimes if you're a woman, your kitchen could be messy, your wardrobe could be, yeah, things do happen. And so don't beat yourself up. Um, 
I don't know if perfection works anywhere, so don't beat yourself up. It does not work, not at all. Now, Abba, uh, who is your audience? Who did you write this book for? I, I wrote this book for anyone who sometimes feels hopeless, anyone who sometimes has made a mistake or feels discouraged, you know? And I, I think I really want to say it's not for a black person or a white person or a Ghanaian or a British person in America. It's for, a, it's for human beings. You know, I wrote this for anyone who wants to be better, who perhaps wants to see how can I be my best self? What legacy am I going to leave for this world? It's for anyone who wants to see the world beyond perhaps the mundane and go a little bit deeper. Um, as a therapist, what, what I tried to do as well is the writer in me wanted to write stories that were interesting to read, hmm. you know, that were relatable. But the therapist in me also infused each story with messages. What they, we have something we call cognitive behavior therapy. And so even as you're engaging in the story, at the end of the story, the lessons are, you know, will provoke you, will inspire you to perhaps uh, 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 think about your situation or whatever it is in a different way. So, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Um, a, lot, a, lot, a, lot of, uh, a lot of a lot of thinking um, went into your process and um, I'm happy that you're sharing it and with your expertise, you're, you're the perfect candidate to write a book like this. Um, you know and this is my thing. How do your family and friends feel? Because I've read your book and I know you've written about your family and friends. You have a letter to your son in there which I loved, by the way. Um, how, do, how does the family and friends um, feel about your writing style or the, the work that you put right. out? Right, so I think in, in the book, um, my letters to my family and my essays about my family were my way of expressing my immense respect and my, my gratitude and my love for them. You know, so when I wrote about my father, you know, it was just this knowing the legacy he left for me, knowing that the reputation he's built. So that's my, you know, my maiden name means something, you know, in my community. I have the utmost respect for his work ethic and the person he is. And you met him. He's just an awesome guy. You know, when I wrote about my husband, he's to me the world's best doctor. I haven't seen somebody who just works so hard who cares about his patients, who goes the extra mile. And I just want to even take a shout out now to make a shout out now to anybody and everybody who's in the medical profession. You know, as somebody who is a spouse of a physician, I, I, and Margie, you know this as well, you know how much they give every day. It's like they take their heart and soul and take it to work every day, you know? Um, and so anybody on the front line, we salute you. We, 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 we have a sense of what you go through and God bless you. And to my children, I wanted them to know even beyond that, when I'm gone, my words will live on just how much I love them, how much they mean to me. Um, but then there were also some stories that weren't so, you know, were quite difficult. You know, um, this wasn't all about, you know, peaches and pie. There's some difficult stories in there. And I'll say this, a couple of things. Number one, I cleared everything with my family so they were comfortable and they fully supported me. You know, in actual fact, one of the, when I first, I finished my first draft and I gave it to my husband to read, he's like, ah, oh, this thing is, it's all sweetness and not enough that shows the ups and downs of life. And so he then suggests I write a particular story, which is in the book. Um, whoever wants to read it should buy the book and read it. Um, 
but it, it was our way of saying, you know what, you, you can go through things, you can fall flat on your face, but you can get up and you're still an awesome person and God is still in control and God is still on your, on your side and you still will be su successful. Um, and by me and by me being vulnerable, I was hoping to give other people the permission to also be vulnerable. And I think oh, I've had some really amazing reviews from the book, but I think for me, the thing that moves me the most are the people who've come back to tell me that, you know, the book is called Reflections of a Hope Monger, number one, because the stories are reflections. Number two, because they are based on my life, they're reflections of me. But for me, what I love is people come back and saying, you know what, I saw myself in this story. You know what, uh, for example, I wrote a story called Lily in the Valley, which was about domestic violence. You know, and I've had phone calls from, you know, amazing people who say, you know, I was a Lily. I was a Lily. So uh, somebody said, you'll, you'll start out the book reading about Abba and her life, but you'll finish realizing that you read about yourself. You read about yourself. And if that's, if I can achieve that, if people can see themselves in different stories, in different situations, and, and then try to make a change to make their lives better, then I'd have achieved my, my goal. Abba, uh, this is phenomenal. Um, you know, and hey, viewers, I read the book and I can tell you it's juicy and it's inspirational. Get your copy. But you know, most importantly, don't just read the book, leave a review. Because if you text Abba and tell her that her book was really good, or if you put it on her Facebook, other people are not going to learn about it. You have to go on Amazon, Goodreads, go on the Book Nook or Booktique website and leave a review there so that other readers are going to see it and know that, oh my goodness, that book has five stars. I've got to get it. Um, we can we can tell people uh, by word of mouth, but it is very very important to leave those reviews out there. And also, this is going to be on Facebook. Um, it's out there on YouTube. Today is World Mental Health Day, so share this video. Tell people about Abba's work. This is very much needed. Um, recently, there was a killing of a beautiful lady in Florida. Her husband was the pastor, and this was a result of domestic violence. Abba touches on that in her book. Now, I know that there are several people looking for speakers out there. Abba is the prime candidate to speak to your group. Not only is she going to talk about your book, but hey, she's a mental health advocate. She is a pro. Um, and so she can come and talk about mental health, domestic violence. Um, she's an advocate for all. So invite her, let her come and share her knowledge and experience with you all. Now, Abba, um, this has been wonderful. I have enjoyed watching your family give all those rave reviews. Um, Annette, this has been lovely. Now, I know that we have already put on the ticker where we can uh, we can buy your books, but do you want to tell us, um, are there any other places we can find your books? Do you have autographed copies available? Please fill us in. Well, as you've mentioned, and, and thank you for doing such a good job uh, in you know mentioning where the book is available. Um, it's on Amazon worldwide. And so it's in paperback, 
and it's in um, the ebook on Kindle. Uh, and people have been telling me, are you going to do an audio version? So, so, so Marge, maybe you, 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 you'll guide, hold my hand, since you're my hand holder in this process. That might be the next step. In Ghana, there's so far, we have two great online bookstores where the book can be you know, bought um, very easily. One of them is Book Nook, and the other one is Booktique. In terms of autographed copies, the best solution I can think of, what's he saying? Oh, author, well, well, when COVID is over, maybe an author roadshow where I can sign copies. For now though, probably the best thing that we might be, we might have to do is people might have to buy their copy and then send it to me, I'll autograph and then I'll mail it back to them at my expense, is what I'm thinking. Um, because, you know, COVID doesn't allow us to have that physical, um, you know, proximity. So that's what I'm thinking of now. Any ideas, welcome. Well, viewers, we will keep you posted as to how you can get autographed copies. Um, our brain is always churning. So um, watch out. Go to Abba Kato Anda Author. That's Abba's Facebook, um, official Facebook page. Go like it, follow it. She will be putting updates there. And, you know, as she rightly said, when COVID is over, she will be able to have some book events, be on the road. You could book her to come to Georgia, Maryland, wherever. But until then, you could still book her online. She is available to do all the good stuff, right, Abba? Yeah. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And it's interesting. Um, COVID opened up avenues that I, I didn't even know. And, and actually, since COVID has happened, I've done a lot of these things. And so, yes. I'm happy and willing and available to speak to any group online as well. Mental health is important for sure. So we have to, we must, one in four of us um, in the course of our lifetimes either has experienced, you know, uh, mental, Ill, mental illness or has a close loved one who's experienced mental illness. So now is not the time to hide it, to, you know, stigmatize it. It's affecting so many of us. This year with COVID has also added a different dimension and level of stress. We must learn to take care of our mental health. You know, um, mental illness is a health condition. And there's, I like to say there's no health without mental health. Let's talk about our mental health. 